Hey guys, welcome back to episode 33 of Star Wars Year Vibe Podcast. I'm Halls from Blue Harvest. This is my buddy Steel. So Star Star, Star Wars History Sorry. Podcast, sort of, where we go by the Star Wars Year by Year book, updated and expanded edition. And per the rules set forth by my buddy Steel, it's divisible by three, so everybody gets the, this one, not just the patrons. You gotta go by the three. It's the yeah, magic. Man. It's the magic number. Did you know that? Yes, I is. heard. I heard that one time. I heard that from a reliable source one time. Now, um, we are at episode thirty-three, which brings us to nineteen eighty-seven, mm-hmm. page one thirty-four. For all the sickos out there, yep, the needs reading, listening, watching along, um, and. I've got to say, it's a pretty bumper half year for a dead time in Star Wars. It is a pretty good year for a dead time in Star Wars. Just briefly looking over it, pretty good. Yeah, it's it, it seems like a lot more... Substi- like these are, are some very long-running uh, concepts that were being introduced. Whereas like in 86, there was a lot of activity... But it was mainly droids and Ewoks, which then um, was gone, right? Like then it was, went it was the, went the way of the. Um, I'm trying to think of someone's name. I've forgotten all the names. Um, Chris Miller and Phil Ward. Oh, oh. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, should we? I, I think um, Hawes. I think you might have a um, it might be a bit close to the uh, microphone. Am I breathing real heavy in it? Yeah, not real, not heavy. real heavy, but just a light wisp of breath. Like <laughs> that's real fat guy behavior right there. Listen, Hawes, the last thing I want to know is that you're alive. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a little harsh. Damn. All right. Okay. Well, the breathing. Yeah. Yeah. If you stop breathing, then. Uh, yeah, don't take it the wrong way, horse. I'm not Fair rooting enough. for it. I'm not rooting for it. We'll see what happens. All right, come on. Be a happier hack guy. You got your, your tool hat on? Yeah, oh, dude. So I got to tell you a story. It, it's related to you and this podcast. I don't know if it was the last time we recorded or the time before. I was wearing this hat and a Coheed and Cambria shirt. And I come into the little recording studio and Steel goes... <laughs> Bro, you look like a festival poster. <laughs> and I changed my hat real quick. So then, <laughs> Tuesday. I've still got it. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, Tuesday, I'm getting ready to go see my family. And wouldn't you know it, I put that same damn shirt on, right? And then I'm looking through my hats, and I just grab one, and I put it on, and I see my reflection in the oh, door before okay. I'm going out. And I go, Mm-mm, I'm not showing up to see my family looking like a festival poster. I've hexed you. Well, so, that's what that's what you get for dissing Clark's wallabies. Damn that you that really made an impact with you. Okay. Um. So I wanted to show you something real quick, buddy, before okay. we get started, because it's going to be a few years before we get to this as Star Wars history. But I open. I finally opened that sealed box of Star Wars Galaxy cards yep. on my stream. And I picked out a few choices. You've got got to explain to the the layperson what Star Wars Galaxy cards are. Star Wars Galaxy cards came out in 1993. How's old Saunders opening the gate for everyone? Yeah. 30 years ago, these cards came out, which... Oh, my stars. Makes me feel so old, dude. And it's my favorite series of Star Wars trading cards because it's all artwork, right? It's not movie stills, which I think are cool. Like, the old ones are sick, obviously, but... I like to see all the different artist interpretations and stuff. And I should point out, 30 years ago, very limited opportunities to see all these. Like, you know, there's no Instagram, mm-hmm. there's no Twitter, nope. there's no Artists Alley. Right. And uh, and as I'm going through it, like, because it's been 30 years since I opened a pack of these. And so many of these images, like, I remember or, or are very have become very iconic since. But I pulled out a few choice weirder ones to show you to see if you remember some of these. Love it. First up, look at this, Luke. (laughs) 
Now, he's keying out a little bit, but the important thing is the look on his face. Um, I thought of uh, I thought of you and Harry with this one, Sluggy. Ah, space Sluggy. This one, I now I don't know. So you you weren't really buying comics back in 1993, were you? Yeah, no, I was Dark okay. Horse. Like, okay. um, yeah, I, I'm uh, know me some writer. I'm all over okay. it. Fair enough. So do Not you like remember that. there there would be like um ads for Star Wars Galaxy cards and, and comic books back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I always remember this image being one of them. Of oh, Wicked. really? Yeah, that would be in the ad. Um, That um, Wicket's on uh, Coruscant when you hold it up. <laughs> yeah. Now, because it's 1993, you know that what there's a, a lot of in this first set is Bikini Leia cards. <laughs> like this one. It's pretty wild style. Um, Very. Um, this one's kind of spicy. Wow. <laughs> you have to sign up to someone else's Patreon to see that kind of Star Wars stuff. Sick. That's Sick so Han. Han and um, Carbonite. This is great for the listener. Another Leia yeah, bikini. Yeah, right. Le Leia in the bikini floating through a cosmic... Another oh, oh my god there are so many layer bikinis i know dude i couldn't believe how many because you know it's it's not something that they really do much of anymore and then this one i just think is so sick because look at this one-shouldered number luke is wearing in this can you see that yeah the, the ones like that always really annoyed me because yeah. it, it looks nothing like the movie it just looks like some like like European bootleg. I that's the exact vibe it gives off. The Death Star doesn't look right. The X Wings are upside down. It's chaos. I didn't actually remember that one because I I collected the, that set pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And um, old mate Nathan Hamill has got a uh, a card or two in there. Oh really? In the first set? I'm pretty sure it's the first set. I think right. it might. It might be like Luke standing in front of the Lars homestead and like Vader's face is painted a little bit over him. Oh, and, and then just because, you know, things change so much post-1993, but I thought this one was sick. Oh, wow. It's like a... It's Sebastian Stan as inside the Vader helmet. Like it's like an x-ray of the Vader helmet with him in it. No, Sebastian someone no. else. Shaw. Sebastian yeah. Stan is the guy that everybody wanted to play Luke. Luke. Yeah. Not his dad. No, not his dad. All right. Should we crack into 87? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Right there. Get me back up. There we go. Um, all right. I'll bang it out. As the Star Wars phenomenon turns 10 years old, Star Tours at Disneyland becomes the first theme park attraction to be set in a galaxy far far away disney head michael eisner praises the motion simulator calling lucas the next generation of a walt disney and fans line up to be among the first to rocket to the moon of endor meanwhile the first official fan convention takes place amid a flood of anniversary themed merchandise <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. including a metal coins plates mugs plates uh, posters and pins, but plates. They've got the plates. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we've got a big George Lucas quote here on Star Tours. And um, God, does, is, isn't this a... <laughs> a, a look a, into a, the future? Yes. He says, I wanted to make sure that it was done right and it was maintained right and that it was operated correctly. Disney is the only place in the world where that can happen. Um, all right. Do you want to bust through the the Star Tours one and okay. um, and, and 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 we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk some oh, Star Tours. Yeah, man. Star Tours opens January 9th, nineteen eighty seven. Star Wars opens at California's Disneyland theme park. George Lucas and Michael Eisner cut the ribbon at the opening ceremony. And the ride attracts record-breaking lines. 
Eisner jokingly describes the opening crowds as 9,000 people who should be in school. The ride contains ILM's longest visual effect shot to date. Four and a half minutes of continuous effects footage simulating an uninterrupted view through the Star Speeder viewport. Star Tours features the conceptual work of George Lucas, Disney Imagineers Tom Fitzgerald and Tony Baxter, and ILM's Dennis Murin. In celebration of the debut, Disneyland remains open for a 60-hour marathon <laughs> from 10 a.m. on January 9th to 10 p.m. on January 11th. God damn. That's a long Disney marathon. Imagine, do you think people rode it twice during the marathon? Like, if there's 9,000 people in the line... Yeah, right. I mean, if do you think anybody stayed there for the whole marathon? Just went in at 10 a.m. on January 9th and left two days later, three days later. I'd I'd like a documentary about the marathon. Like, did people yeah. sleep there? Was the whole park yeah. open? Right. I want. I've never heard that detail before. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I went to the, um, in the Magic Kingdom. Have I mentioned this to you before? I went to a party, like a private party there. Mm -hmm. Have I talked to you about this? They, when your friend got out and took the picture with yes. Buzz Lightyear and the ride? Yeah, and I rode Star Tours, I think it was, um, I can't remember if it was 12 or 14 times. Oh, shit. So you, that's the new version too, right? That has all the different. Yeah, that's why I was doing it. Yeah. I was, and I was also. As possible. I was also off my dial. Um, and I had a wristband that got me straight back on. So I was nice. just like... I would have done the same thing. But um, yeah, Disney After Dark. Oof. Sounds that's, fun. That's the place. Hey, did you ever get to ride uh, Hyperspace Mountain when they changed? Uh, <laughs> I did. Awesome, right? Dude, <laughs> so good. Akbar's in it. Uh-huh. He like appears like... In oh, the, I, dude, the minute, so when you're going, like when you're first going up the first sort of hill and they start playing the Star Wars music, I was like, done, this is amazing. This is all I need. It was super fun. The, um, but, but the OG Star Tours, did you go on it, Horse? I, it, listen, I may have gone on it when I went to my, cause it would have been 88. So I don't know. When would Star Tours have opened in Disney World? Cause oh, I went but, to Disney World in 1988. Um, it may not have been there yet. Um, if I did, I don't remember riding it. Mm, um, I'm, not, and, I'm not seeing any upcoming mention of it. Yeah, so I think it might have been uh, just, I've only read the, <laughs> um, you know, the new version. Yeah, the, the, the old version was, um, it was sort of frustrating for me. Oh, really? I just wanted more. I just wanted like, let's just do the movies. Like, I don't want to go through the ice cave. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like when there was like a Star Destroyer or whatever, I'm like, sick. Mm -hmm. Let's go. But then there was sort of like a bit that could have just been out of a generic 80s sci-fi film, like Star Chaser, The Lost Odyssey or some bullshit. Right. And, and um, yeah, so that, like, it was still great, but it was like, X-Wings, bro, where mm -hmm. are they at? Yeah, I, I don't have any recollection of of writing the original i do have videotape of it i've got to start uploading these videos but yeah like, from my home videos from yeah my... from when you went to disney yeah disney world with and... the atat -AT that shot water oh baby <laughs> oh yeah i know the um the reaction of me seeing that for the first time will be it'll be yeah, up there pretty good It'll be up there with one of the great reaction vids. It could be the first reaction video, but it just hasn't been posted yet. So, 
What are you going to do? But um, I, I should put up this other picture of um, Michael Eisner. God, he looks like a creative genius. Oh, I, he is not, as far as I remember, or as far as I can recall, not regarded as one of the better heads of Disney. He doesn't. It, he doesn't look like he's got it in him. So, okay. He doesn't, he doesn't look like, I'm just judging, but he does present, he, he's a corporate executive. This is how right. he's presenting himself with his haircut. He, he doesn't seem like the most dynamic thinker. No. And listen, all right. Star Tours, great. You want to have Uncle George out there, cut the rhythm, ribbon, R2D2, C3PO. We got a wicket tooling around in the back. What are Mickey and Minnie wearing, man? Those don't look Star Wars outfits at all. I don't know, but if um, they're they not rock- bad outfits, they just don't look <laughs> Star Wars. If they rock them today, oh, the wokeness. Oh my God. Yeah, there would be some very angry people on Twitter and with YouTube. Yeah. If, if you're listening to the podcast, they're like wearing like, 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 like rainbow spacesuits. It's, uh, it's, they're like, yeah, they're like silvery, sparkly silver. Spacesuits with rainbows on the chest. Yep. Get a load. I'll see if I can zoom in on this bad boy for you. First of all, I'll, I'll bring this into um, view. George Lucas looks like he's got a fake beard on. He does. I wonder if he had a, a shaving mishap. Because as a beard guy, it sucks when you mess up your beard while you're trimming it up. And then he just went to the Halloween prop store and got one. for. So I'll just slap this on. It does look like a fake beard. But did Mickey have a big night out with George the night before? Because his eyes. He has seen some stuff Mickey has. (laughs) He's got some rings around his eyes. Mm. Um, Quite a vibe. Quite a vibe. And then um, in February, actually covering the... um, Oh, do you have any other Star Tours thoughts before we? I think the off? new one's awesome. I, I've uh, rode that a few times, and I think it's real cool. I reckon it's sick, and I love that they can just plug new stuff in it. Mm-hmm. The one bummer I had was when I went. It was May of 2018, so every time I rode it, it did the um, not Scarif. Uh, what's the planet from the end of? Return uh the last Jedi. The red one. Yeah. It did that every time. Like it didn't so like the first two or three or whatever were different, but it always ended on that segment on crate. Got it. Ah, crate. Um and it, like that was a bit of a bummer because it didn't feel like the full Star Wars experience Star Tours experience where it's like different completely different when you ride it. I do have to say one of the ever endearing things of Star Tours that has never changed. It's the safety video before you get to go mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I've got video of that for sure. I taped that when I went there in uh, 98 or something. But um, where it's like kids and old people mm-hmm. and then Wookiees yep. and, and Admiral Akbar's and all, all sorts of... Uh, Good stuff. Ewoks, lots of Ewoks, and they've got to put all their stuff under. It's delightful. It's real good. I also like, so in the original, did they do the thing where there's the spy on board and one person on the ride gets singled out as the spy? No. I didn't think so. I thought that might be yeah, something yeah, yeah. from the new one. I had to think about it, but um, I'm going to go with a no. Yeah, that, that was a new yeah okay. introduction. I've never been the spy. Me neither. And I, I go on there, I went on there, and I tried to look spy as hell, buddy. Just looking real <laughs> shifty, looking over my shoulder. I said, oh, they're going to make me the spy this time. Whispering to folks. Ah, oh, that night, I actually wrote it. Um, just me and one Disney employee at the end. Oh, that's and the Disney employee was the spy? I don't think they did the spy. Because I don't think oh, we were in the right seats. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but, uh, let's hit Feb and it's, uh, farewell to Bantha Tracks. Bantha Tracks publishes its final issue with issue 35. At this point, fan club membership, ooh, has dwindled to about 5,000. Lucas says, 
Lucasfilm has taken a break from Star the Star Wars saga to complete new film projects. I've heard that one before. Mm-hmm. Um, the fan club is going to take that break too. And uh, it says the final issue of Bantha Tracks takes an in-depth look at the new Star Tours ride. Uh, Je- I'm guessing Bantha Tracks before your time as yes. a uh, active posting for things Star Wars fan whores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I this is the year I would have seen Star Wars for the first time. Oh, really? Happy Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, and Bantha Tracks before my time. I have a few issues of Bantha Tracks in my collection. Um, but not an active subscriber in its first run. Yeah, I, I went back and and got a bunch of them. I, I, I remember especially in the nineties. They were just like so easy to everything buy. was good in the nineties. It was all yeah. fascinating. Mm-hmm. It was so little. So very, very, very little. Um, hit us with this landmark event, Hawes. Buddy, I know it's my turn, but I you have to do this one. You have to. This would be like if it was an entry about Tool. You got to do this one. Really? Yeah, man. You're my Simpsons, buddy. All right. When I, I think of the Simpsons, I think Steel Saunders. Oh, really? I thought everyone was into the Simpsons. Well, I am, but like... When I think The Simpsons, I think my buddy Steele. You got to okay. handle this one. Uh, the Simpsons. April 19, The Simpsons, Simpsons, The Simpsons, debuts as a cartoon segment on the Tracy Ullman show and will be featured throughout the show's first three seasons. And uh, then you've got the very rudimentarily drawn 80s Simpsons. And um, I had a, uh, a preview to, because especially in the 80s, Hawes, we, we might hear like word of a pop culture phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But it's just something we can look forward to. It's coming mm-hmm. in six or nine months, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we knew about The Simpsons. And my friend Renton, who... Um, is uh, turned out to be a pro skateboarder. I still message him all the time. His dad worked for Gaffney International, which is a licensing company in Australia. And they were the licensee for The Simpsons. So he had the hot tape. Nice. You got to see it early then. Yeah. So was it, was it, the Simpsons proper, the show, or was it these? Was it these shows? No, it was the Tracy it, Ullman show? it was like the Marvin Monroe one. Okay. Okay. With how they all electrocute themselves and stuff. Man, within the last couple of years, I watched all of The Simpsons. Like, because remember, oh, wow. remember when I texted you about the Lost uh, episode that was centered around the TV show Lost? That, that was during my watch of The Simpsons. I just watched everything that was up on Disney+. Plus. That first season, the voices are so weird. Like, they hadn't really nailed the roles. Specifically, Homer. Yeah, I the, the first season's pretty unwatchable. Is Bart the General in the first season? Now, that's tough to say. It's hard for me to remember where they separate, because when you watch it on Disney+, Plus, it just rolls. It's not mm. like, hey, you're starting season two. Um, you know, obviously, I noticed when the animation got better and the voices started to be more like the ones, you know, that we're so familiar with today. But, um, yeah, remember original Simpsons hype with the giant screen-printed T-shirts, Eat My mm-hmm. Shorts? Oh, yeah. Baby. And, 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 like... And people thought it would be bad for kids. Oh, yeah. That was the what was going around my school, because I went to a very sort of religious school, was like, you should not be watching The Simpsons, which just made me want to watch The Simpsons more. Um, oh, yeah. And I remember the original run of Simpsons merch that were dolls. Do you remember those? The Simpsons dolls that were probably, you know, With maybe the, like, seven, seven or eight inches like, tall. What action figures or no? They were like their bodies were stuffed, and they had oh yeah, like and a, the plastic head, the plastic squishy head. Yep. Yeah, like a um a carnival prize. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I would describe it. You've been to the Simpsons 
World at Universal. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. God, Hawes, that was very enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, dude, I got to go into the Quickie Mart. Got to have a duff. The Simpsons ride, also not too bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty mm -hmm. good. The um, getting a beer at Moe's. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, I loved uh, it. And I convinced, because we've got like the, the season pass for mm -hmm. Universal. So whenever Harry's got a day off, we go up there. It's like if it's a school day, because then there's hardly anyone there. And uh, Mario World. Mamma mia. Oh, I'm so jealous. Um, but I got, he always wants to eat at the Minions Cafe. Okay. And so this time I was like, Harry, we always eat at the Minions Cafe. Dad has literally wanted to eat a crusty burger for 35 years. Can I please go get a crusty burger, Harry? And he goes, okay, this time. Good, my dude, my dude. But how's this? The one time he relents, the rib witch had gone. That sucks. They had a rib witch. And it was no longer there. And I said to the guy, where is it? He goes, I don't know, they just took it away. <laughs> dude. I'd be I'd be scoping that joint out for when they bring it back every I, time. I, I resentfully stared at my child. <laughs> I've been eating minions related food. <sighs> what so what do they serve at the minions cafe? Oh, just like chicken sticks. Okay. Y you know, like tenders and chips mm -hmm. and it's and not the really are there. Yeah, you can get a minion cup, I guess. But there are minions around in the restaurant, like, molded. I got to be honest with you. Minions, not my thing. I've tried. Don't get it. Um, not my age group. But, you know, that same studio did the Mario movie, the recent one. And that movie is perfect. Like, I, it was way better than it had any right to be. I was so blown oh. away by that Mario movie. It is so good. I have, um, I've seen it about 20 times, Horse. Buddy, and I probably have seen it close to that many times, and I don't have a kid. That's oh, on wow. my own, by my own choice. The Because um, he loved it. It was the first movie he saw at the cinema. Oh, and, great first movie. Wow. Oh, yeah. And um, so when it came out to buy on Amazon, you know, it's like 20 bucks or whatever. And I'm like, because he wanted to watch it. Like, he's always asked, when will it be on the app? Oh. And, um, <laughs> and so I was like, like, I, I am thrifty with the purchasing of digital products. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I, he's going to watch the hell out of this. Yeah, like, it's money well spent. And yeah, so we have watched it many, many times. And every morning we listen to the soundtrack on the way to school. Peaches, peaches, peaches. <laughs> I love that that whole movie, Jack Black sort of does a Bowser impression until it comes time for him to sing. And then he's just like, ah, we're just doing this as Jack Black, baby. Love I that. like Jack Black far more in uh, Mario than in Star Wars. Fair enough. I liked him in both, but in Mario, he was... Hey, when he goes, jam with me. Oh, great. I'd say the best bit... Not the best bit. One of the great little Easter eggs in there is when um, Bowser and that little wizard dude go... Doo -doo 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 -doo. That's they it. They play another piano. He comes in and he goes, jam with me. Oh, Doo -doo 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 -doo. is that the bit? Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that movie got some like legitimate laughs out of me and it kind of surprised me, you know, like I think it was really good. I had a real good time. Hey, uh, can, can, if anybody hasn't checked out the podcast, I do high potion with my buddy, Steve, it's a video game podcast. Our latest episode was about the Mario movie. So oh. even if you're not into video games, but you've seen that movie, maybe, maybe give that one a whirl. Give that one a power up. Mm hmm. I tell you the the one uh, bummer of the movie. Where's Ayashi? Oh, did you see? I mean, I was about to ask a dumb question. They set him, set him up for the sequel, in the after credit scene. You hear his voice or something? Mm -mm. So when they're getting ready for Peach, there's an and after credit scene. Yeah, 
Yeah, when they're getting ready for Peach and Bowser's wedding, right? And they're setting all the gifts on the table. Somebody puts the the white the and green egg. Yoshi. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And then in the after credit scene, there's a shot of that egg and it starts to hatch. Does Yoshi come out? Mm-mm. It just starts to hatch. You do see some Yoshis. You see, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Running in Yoshi. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when, not... when, when we watched it and the Yoshis rode Harry looked at me and goes, Yoshis! Like, it was such a... Because um, we always talk about how it's a common thing. It will just out of the blue go, do you think Yoshi will be in number two of Mario? Yeah, and I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he was telling me, my four-year-old, Oh. <laughs> he said at the very end i go there's like you hear yoshi go say hello or something Ow. right or whatever yeah it's a little yoshi noise like right at the end of the credits apparently he's telling me this this morning and i said i go what at the end of the credits no daddy at the end of the, all the words and i said yeah they're called credits Oh, Bro. yes. Credits. So, you know what they did? They did the Darth Vader breathing at the end of Phantom Menace. Credits. Yes! Nice. Um, all right. Let's. Do you want to do um, this next one under The Simpsons? Yeah. Principal photography begins on Tucker, the man in his dream, in Marin County, California. Lucas puts up the initial money for Francis Ford Coppola to begin production with Paramount as the backer and distributor. Never seen that one. Never, Never seen, seen it. Never mm. seen it. It sounds boring. No buys. Zero buys, baby. Zero buys. You know what I'm going to do instead? Go watch the Mario movie again. Dun, 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 dun. Uh. How about this one? April 27th, Alec Guinness is honored by the Film Society of Lincoln Center at its 16th annual tribute to film achievement. The 12th century, what is it? The 12th, the um, awards for amazing achievement in the field of excellence. That was a ripper. Mm -hmm. I, I messed up that song, but man, that was a You got hit. there in the end. Hmm. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Uh, Film Achievement. Film Society President Alfred R. Stern says, over the years, no one has given us more pleasure than Sir Alec Guinness. That sounds hot. Prior <laughs> to the event, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill joined Guinness at the Restaurant Tavern on the Green in New York City. Oh, wow. Bit of tavern update. Mm -hmm. um, all right. You think great. he was real cranky at that dinner with the youngins? No. You reckon? I reckon he's a good... I, th I think he liked those guys. Oh, I'm Mark... not saying he didn't like them. He just seemed maybe a little cranky. Uh, <clears throat> you've had your... You've had your brainwashed by sensitive Star Wars fans. I think I am a sensitive Star Wars fan, Steel. <laughs> Have we not figured that out over for freaking eight years of friendship, my dude? Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, you want to hear me talk about Book of Boba Fett? No. Uh, as soon as you said that, I started thinking about it. And then I made I a decision in my head. Don't bring it up. <laughs> don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Um, uh, let's do this Seasons of Change one, Hawes. Give us this one a rip. All right. George Lucas talks in the New York Times about the anniversary of Star Wars and his new fantasy adventure, Willow. The film opens on Memorial Day, the last Monday of May, two weeks earlier than is usual for blockbusters. Tom Sherrick, president of distribution at 20th Century Fox, says, George Lucas effectively moved the summer forward two weeks, from the middle of June to the end of May. He's like the, 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 the groundhog or whatever. Uh-huh. The Wednesday before Memorial Day is called George Lucas Day. We should start celebrating that. Woo! Um, I love people that point out the real Star Wars days, the 26th of May or whatever it is. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, but does that sound, does May the 26th sound good? No! Let us have it. 
It's not Star Wars birthday anyway. It's Star Wars day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Um, oh, do you know what I heard? This is a good one. I saw okay. an angry person on Twitter. Oh, I love this. I love a good angry person on Twitter story. Talking about how Kathleen Kennedy ruined the, the Willow franchise. Franchise. One movie. One movie. Th- one movie in 30 years. One movie in 30 years and a TV series. Oh, and some books. Remember when they did those? No. They did like a whole EU for Willow. There was like, I want to say three or four sequel novels to um, Willow that were written by George Lucas. And I want to say Chris Claremont, who is a prolific X-Men writer. Oh. The when was that in the are, 80s? Uh, 80s or not. So I bet you, I almost guarantee if you saw the cover of one of them, you would recognize it because they were also heavily advertised in Dark Horse Comics back in the day. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, this one's cool. Right there. Got to get this back up. Bang. First celebration, Hawes. No. Oh. May 23rd to 25th, in conjunction with Starlog Magazine. What a what a parchment that was mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. The first Lucasfilm-sanctioned fan convention. I have to say, I would just... I did this with skateboarding as well. I would read all those magazines, like just the Star Wars bits. And then do you know what I'd do? I'd start at the start again and read all those magazines. I would put them... They would be in like chronological order of like real life and i'd just go through and and memorize all the stupid tidbits i would do that too buddy what a bunch of dorks um anyway the first lucasfilm sanctioned fan convention is held at the stouffer hotel in los angeles the three-day event honors the saga's first 10 years in addition to an exhibit of Star Wars models and artifacts. ILM's Lorne Peterson, Bruce Nicholson, Steve Gawley, and Dave Carson make special presentations. Oh, no, make presentations on special effects. Guest speakers include Howard Rothman for Lucasfilm and Kim Strub for THX. God, imagine um, how good she would have been mic'd. Mm-hmm. Or him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, special appearances are made by, you guessed it, Anthony Daniels (laughs) and George Lucas, plus R2-D2 and Darth Vader, who appear in character. Oh. Playing special tribute to George Lucas are Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry, Irvin Kirshner, Lucasfilm VP Sid Gaines... Lucasfilm marketing director Charlie Limp- Lippincott and producer Gary Kurtz. So, um, one out the big guns. That's the, um, I've seen photos of like Gene Roddenberry and George Lucas together. Mm-hmm. Look at that picture of George standing next to that big uh, painting poster. Oh, it's painting, I guess. Holding a glass of champagne. Wearing the the beginning of Temple of Doom white Indiana Jones jacket. Sheesh, look at him, man. How's the um It's actually a giant birthday card, I believe. You know what it is, because you could I can see it now, all the signatures on the other one. Man, I mm. wish I got to sign that card. That's <laughs> what I would do with a time travel machine, Steel. Go back Get and sign that. that card. Yep. Oh, because they've even you can see they've even done it on R2 D2. Oh yeah. Well, that's a little rude. Oh, there's a there's a comic book shop up the road, Green Apple Comics. It's quite famous, I believe. And um they've got an R2D2 in there, like you know one of those good R2D2s mm-hmm. that they sold like on a black base or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all the famous people that have been in there have signed it. Like, do you know what I mean? So like Keanu Reeves and Patton Oswalt and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, that's really cool. But you drew on R2-D2. Right. It's a little disrespectful. Maybe just get a nice, nice uh, big whiteboard poster or something for all these guys to sign. Hmm? Get a giant birthday card for all I care. <laughs> yeah. But it always bothers me when I go in there. I'm like, God, you ruined that R2-D2. Man. 
But um, so at what point during this first Star Wars convention do you think the DJ came into the hall at three a.m. and woke ah, everybody up? Got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think Kenner had a, a cool exclusive? <laughs> Nothing. It's where you got the Han and Han and uh, Stormtrooper from the uh, original. That, that- Ah, that would have been sick. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There is an awesome... Um, this poster is very good. That poster is awesome. Like that, the first 10 years poster is incredible. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've sold it. I had it. And you sold it? Oof. Mm. That stings a little bit, buddy. Well, I was just at a point, I had all these sick posters. And nowhere to put them. And I'm like, I'm never going to have this much space to put up all these posters. Mm-hmm. Like, so um, I'm pretty sure I sold that. I might, Mine might have even been um, like that Smilash stuff. Remember that oh. was really big, the shiny pictures in the yeah. the shiny paper. Ooh. But um yeah, I got it off um I think I got it off Shane Morrissey, the guy that started the Australian fan club. Because when he was sort of the Phantom Menace came out and he sold all his stuff. And um so I used to go and and you know, got a got a few sweet mm-hmm. posters. I probably got all those Bantha tracks off him as well. But um yeah, so for those uh, on the podcast, they have uh, some 10th anniversary products for us to look at. A number of products are released for Star Wars' 10th anniversary, including the John Alvin poster, The First 10 Years, which we were just talking about, and a set of rarities, mint 10th anniversary coins. Coins are right up there with plates. As far as um, I reckon no, actually plates now because we looked at them and some of them were kind of sick. They've got some ironic dopeness. Mm-hmm. One, like I, I, I've decided I need one, one plate, one Star Wars plate, just to point at and go. There's the plate. You know, coins. I don't know about coins. What if there was like a R five D four plate, and I could get that and like crack it in half. I've been looking. Trust me. I like I've been looking to see if there is. Can't find one. Hmm. Hmm. But um, yeah, that first 10 years poster is pretty sweet with Luke holding up his lightsaber on Tatooine, which never happened. Um and it's at nighttime, and then there's Star Wars, and then in the letters, there's all images from uh the original trilogy. Yeah, and like really sick images too, man. Like it's a it's a very well balanced poster. Oh, I got my dude Boba Fett there in the A and Star. I'm trying to see if they repeated anybody. How's um how's our Darth Vader's facing Ben Kenobi S to S with their lightsabers whoa dude that's sick i didn't even notice that what a sick little detail hmm. that they're facing off in the first and last letters pretty tight now halls that that actually brings us to the end of um the first half of 1987 mm-hmm. and um oh this is 87's pumping there's some good stuff in 87. There's also something I see in the next page that I don't like in 87. <clears throat> we'll get to that. All right. Interesting. Um, 
But yeah, man, 87, like, I'm kind of... You, you, know, you, you don't like the, the English English Channel Tunnel? The Channel? You're against nah. the Channel. Nah, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Dude, um, I can't... We've got to do this episode. Like, let's just do it now because I could just say that, like, it's, it's one of my favorite words, Channel. I've been on the <laughs> Channel. I've caught a train on the Channel. Couldn't stop saying it. Amazing. Nice. Uh, we always finish on a, uh, a fast forward into the future. Whose turn is it? Is it, is it my turn? I believe it is. All right. Yes. Take us somewhere good. Oh, wow. Okay. What page am I going to, bud? Uh, you are hitting... Uh, page 253. Okay. Oh, holy moly. That's, that's some stuff. You know what I figure? I feel like we've looked at this. No. Because of the picture, the, the cinema of George Lucas picture where he looks kind of like Darth Vader. I really? feel like we've commented on the cover of that book and how it looks like his collar makes him look kind of like Darth Vader without the mask on. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a different... They use the photo twice. in. Like, that does sound familiar to me. And me too. But um, either way, this is where it took us. Exactly. And I'm going to go with... Um, oh, ha, ha, ha. Ha! This one is a ripper. Just for your uh, 2005, uh, we're about to pump out a bit of Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. March 10th. Oh, I wish I was in America for this. The full episode three release trailer debuts on television. During the OC, and that can't have been a high crossover. Like that can't. Well, I don't know, man. What do I know about the OC? Look at me, nothing. I look like a a festival poster. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California. Was, was that was that the the theme song to the OC? Yeah, dog. Was was the OC scripted or was it reality? Are you serious? One hundred percent, buddy. Marissa, Chino, guy from Chino, can't remember his name. I don't remember. I don't know a Marissa. Girl, girl that Hayden Christensen married. Ooh, okay. What was her name? Attractive lady. She was in Looper with him, right? Allison. Not Allison. Mm. Can't remember her name. Um, but yeah, that uh, the OC was that was a drama. That was like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Oh, okay. Pretty much exactly the same. Like, person moves into rich, like society, and has to deal with it. Okay. But he like the 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 the, the Walshers. They were pretty white bread. This guy was from Chino, and he was. Dad was in prison and it was full mm -hmm. on. It was okay. full on. But um, yeah, no, during the OC, because Revenge of the Sith was marketed very to the teens. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, remember, I remember. Remember they had that special at Skywalker Ranch and it was all, it was like on MTV or something. And it was all oh, like. Buddy. I think you might be thinking about one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars media ever. Oh. And that is the 1999 MTV premiere of The Phantom Menace, where they had a bunch of people out to Skywalker Ranch, who you may ask such luminaries as Jonathan Davis, the lead singer of Korn, Fred Durst, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, and Robert Zombie, all taking pictures with a very nervous-looking George Lucas. Fred Durst went to and Lucasfilm. We can watch it all on YouTube. I have. And they ask the lead singer of Korn, they're like, who's your favorite uh, Star Wars character? And he goes, ah, Boba Fett, 100% Boba Fett. And I was like, you know what I said? This 
is why we do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it doesn't get any better than that. So um, thank you to uh, – thanks, Horse, for yeah, buddy. having a good time. Sweet hour of chat. Um, thank you to our patrons that keep us doing it. And we've – I think we've probably done – Probably four in five weeks. I feel. Yeah, we've been we've been doing good with these. I, I'm down to keep keep up the schedule while you can. Well, now that I know when your day off is, mm-hmm. now that could change in a couple of months. We'll see, but no, oh, it's change. a couple of but, months. We'll be yeah. we'll be done with the book by then. Yeah. Um. And 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 thanks to everyone else to listen. If you want to go back and hear the other 32 episodes, um, I think it's like three bucks on Patreon for either. Hawes um, on the Blue Harvest patron or my Steel Wars patron. It's it's either way. And um, why not both, as the GIF once said. And uh, there's video to pretty much all the episodes. I think there's a few that before uh, StreamYard got really easy to use. But uh, it's... Uh, and we've, we've had little improvements along the way. Production oh. values soaring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you crinkling, Hawes, to take us out on? This is <laughs> man, man. Sorry, my bad. I'm not a nervous guy. Curse my normal hearing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Check out Steel Wars on on. Are you on Threads, Horse? I am. I don't yeah. Yeah, I'm on Threads. Same thing. Blue Harvest Pod on on Threads. Yeah, it's the same as all the Instagrams, which is good. I um I go on threads to talk about how none of my tweets will load on Twitter. So they never they never post. They're all on delayed on my app. It's, it's useless. Man, man, that that's sure that that whole thing sure is turning out well. Big weirdo buying Twitter, huh? Working out well. Wow. Um forty four well spent. Mm-hmm. Props. Um, but thank you so much, Hawes. Uh, I'll talk to you next week doing this. May that force be with you. See you guys. Oh. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.